Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Fresh Encounter, the radio ministry of Lifelong Anointing Church. Our mission as a church is to equip the body of Christ to increase in wisdom and in stature, and in favor with God and with men. We are glad that you joined us for this edition of the broadcast. It is our prayer that this broadcast will be a blessing to you. Here now is Pastor Otuno with today's message. Pulling the strongholds, that is the reality of strongholds and the things that it does in our individual lives. In the first book, in the, in the first Samuel, there is this uh, two fascinating characters that we read about during the time of our, our Bible reading this morning. And many of us know these two characters. One of them was the reigning king of Egypt of Israel at that time, King Saul, and the other one was the new king that the Lord God Almighty has appointed to take the place of the reigning one, which is King David. Anyone who has spent any time at Bible study, any time in Sunday school, would have heard about these two individuals, King Saul and King David. Now, before David became the king, Bible makes us to understand that Saul's intention and mission was to kill and to destroy him. The Bible makes us to understand that the reason that Saul was after him was because Saul did not want him to be the one that would take over the king. He wanted to be able to pass the kingdom to his own son. But because Saul was insecure, because Saul was afraid, the Bible said that he pursued David and his intention was to destroy and to kill David. And the Bible tells that he pursued it, he pursued David so much that he, you know, he forgot to do any other thing in the kingdom, and his own intention was just to kill David. And the interesting thing is that every time Saul came close to catching up with David, every time Saul came very close to killing David, for some reason David will escape. And the question is, why? How does David escape the, 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 the plan of Saul? Here is a guy who has the control of the army of the nation of Israel. Pursuing just one guy and for some reason was not able to catch up with him. What was the reason? If you read through the scriptures, you will find out that one of the reasons why Saul was not able to catch up with David was because number one of the presence of the Almighty God was with David. If you read 1 Samuel chapter 18 verse 12, it says, Now Saul was afraid of David because the Lord was with him. So the presence of the Almighty God was one of the reasons why Saul was not able to destroy or to carry out his plans against David. Number two, you will find out that David was not able to be defeated by Saul because number two, David knew how to inquire and to hear from the Almighty God. Look at 1 Samuel chapter 23, from verse number 2. The Bible said, David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go? Shall I attack the Philistines? And David did not just do this once. He did it every time before he went anywhere. He will ask of the Lord, What shall I do? And the Bible said that he will hear from the Lord and he will follow instruction. So David did not fall into the trap of Saul because, number one, God was with him. Number two, he knew how to inquire and to hear from the Almighty God. Number three, David had a network of friends. A network of loyal associates. In other words, when things are happening, somebody somewhere will always come and tell David, this is what is going on. Before things get so bad, somebody will come and tell David. When David is in a particular face and Saul thought that they have, they have cornered David, for some reason, the network of loyal friends and associates that David have built over the years, those network will always come and tell him, this is what is going on. And then number four, David was not able to fall into the trap of Saul because David understood what is called strategic positioning and strategic partnership. 
David partnered with some unusual people. Bible said that he will partner with the Philistines. He will partner with people that ordinarily you will not want to partner with. David knew the art of strategic positioning and the art of strategic partnership. So that he knew that when he partnered with certain people, those people will be able to help him to deliver him from the hands of the one who is seeking to destroy him. But most importantly, David was not able to fall into the hands of the into the hands of Saul. Saul was not able to destroy David because David knew how to effectively utilize what is called the strongholds. Look at 1 Samuel chapter 23 in verse number 14. The Bible says that David stayed in strongholds in the wilderness and remained in the mountains of the mount of the wilderness of Ziph. Saul sought him every day. But God did not deliver him into his hand. David understood. David understood how to be able to utilize the protection that comes from stronghold. The provisions that come from stronghold. That particular surrounding that the stronghold provides. Such that the Saul was not able to be able to find him. David stayed out of the sight of Saul. David remained in the wilderness such that Saul could not find him. Saul could not carry out his plan to destroy David because David knew how to effectively use strongholds to protect himself from the danger that is posed, in, you know, by that, that is posed by Saul. I say that to say all this. Whether you believe it or not, we are in a war. Okay? There is a spiritual battle that is going on. Christians, whether, whether you want to fight or you don't want to fight, you don't have an option. You don't say, okay, devil, don't deal with me because I have no time for you today. Or I'm not going to disturb you so you won't disturb me. It doesn't work like that. There is no demilitarized zone. Okay? Whereby you're standing between and then the devil is fighting. No, no, no. There is no demilitarized zone. The devil is constantly fighting. There is war going on and you will have no option. Whether you believe it or not, doesn't matter. The war is going on. Most Christians have no problem believing that God created the universe with a spoken word. Many of us believe that in the beginning was God and the word was God and God spoke the universe into existence. There's no problem. Most Christians don't have problem with that. We do not believe, we do not have a problem believing that God is the creator. You know, God has a kingdom and the angels, it has, you know, God has a kingdom and is full of angelic hosts. We don't have any problem with that. But for some reason... Many of us believers have a very hard time accepting the fact that Satan is a real enemy. We have a very hard time believing it. We have a very hard time believing that Satan has a kingdom. We have a very hard time believing that the demons are in operation in the affairs of man. That Satan has a kingdom that is populated by the host of demons. We have a very difficult time believing that. For some reason, believers have a hard time believing that the earth is a battlefield. We have a very hard time believing and accepting the fact that the kingdom of God and the kingdom of darkness are in a constant battle. And as long as that battle is going on, that we, the humans, are the, you know, we are the price of that particular battle. And that battle is fought in the heart and in the minds of men. Because the battle between the, 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 the battle between the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light is happening in the heart of men. For some reason, believers have very difficulty, have a very difficult time accepting or believing that. And for some reason, most Christians do not understand that success in life, if you are going to move forward, if you are going to succeed in life, you are accepted. We must first of all understand that we need to accept the reality of this war. 
that there is a there is a spiritual battle going on. You have to accept it. Number two, we have to understand the nature of this particular war. Number three, we have to be we have to be aware of the strategies employed in this particular battle. So, number one, you must understand if you are going to succeed in your Christian journey. If you are going to succeed in the things that you do, if you are going to succeed in moving forward in life, you must understand and accept the reality that there is a spiritual war going on. You must understand the nature of this particular war. It's a spiritual battle. Number three, you must understand of the awareness, the strategy that is being used when the war is going on. So you must understand the reality, nature, and the strategy of the war. But most importantly, most importantly, you must understand that success is a function of knowing the place of stronghold in this particular spiritual battle. In other words, how this battle is fought is fought with strongholds. In other words, the armies that are involved in this battle, they build strongholds. And when you understand that this stronghold are built, that is where you can begin to have any idea of victory. Spiritual strongholds exists. In other words, places exist where you will not be able to be able to move forward. So you must understand spiritual strongholds. And the Bible tells us in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 10. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Reading from verse number 3, the Bible says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapon of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Bringing, into, uh, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. In other words, the Bible is telling us that one of the main battlefields where the fight between the host of heaven and the host of hell is taking place is inside the hearts of men. That is where this battle is taking place. And that is why you find that a part of you will say, I want to move forward. Another part will want to go here. A part, a part of you want to believe God. Another part will want to doubt God. A part want to be able to be happy. Another one want to be depressed. A part want to be happy. Another one wants to be angry. There is a battle that is taking place in the heart of men. And the Bible is making us to understand that the battle between good and evil is taking place right inside the heart of every individual man and woman. Spiritual battle is taking place today in the heart of men. And for each side to have a strategic advantage, for the devil to have an advantage, for God to have an advantage, each side, for each side to position itself to have victory, each side build what is called a stronghold in the lives of the people that they are, that they are, that they are, that they are afflicting. Each side build a fortified fortress in the heart of men so that they are not easily dislodged. And that is why you find out that when the Almighty God pulls an individual into the kingdom of God, He gives you the Spirit of God, such that the enemy is not able to deal with you easily. The same thing when the enemy takes an individual and puts him in his camp, he builds a stronghold in the life of that person. He deposits demons into that life of that individual, so that that person is not easily broken free. So each side, the kingdom of God and the kingdom of darkness, they build strongholds. The intention is to be able to maintain control over that particular individual. To gain a strategic advantage, each side builds strongholds in the hearts of men so that they cannot be easily dislodged. And please understand, one of the many reasons why Saul was not able to defeat David, one of the many reasons why Saul was not able to capture and kill David was because David knew how to effectively utilize strongholds. He knew how to build them. 
He knew how to hide behind them. He knew how to take advantage of their strategic position. Saul could not defeat David because David knew how to use stronghold. The same thing. Saul could not defeat David because Saul did not even know how to breach those particular strongholds. If you don't know how to cross over to the, the side of your enemy, if you don't know how to weaken their defense, if you don't know how to enter into the camp of the enemy, it will be very difficult for you to win. And that was why Saul could not defeat David. He did not know how to pull down the strongholds. And I say to you today, this very morning, that the reason many of us are having the challenges that we're having, the reason many of us are struggling with the enemy, the reason many of us are having this intermittent victory, the reason why we are not moving forward, where we take a step forward and three steps backward, is because we have not learned how to recognize and how to pull down the stronghold that the enemy has built in our minds. That is why today we are happy, tomorrow we are not. Today we are on top and tomorrow we are in the valley. One day you are happy, another day you are depressed. One day you are angry, another day you are not, you know, you are forgiven. So you find out that there is this, there is this roller coaster way of following, of walking with the Almighty God, of living a life that the Lord Almighty has given unto us because we do not know that there are strongholds in our heart and we have to pull them down. And as long as you do not know, as men, as long as many of us do not know how to fight, how to recognize the strongholds of the enemy and to pull them down, we will continue to suffer in the hands of the enemy. Now, to pull down a stronghold, you have to fearful, you have to first of all know that strongholds exist. You have to know how to recognize it before you can pull it down. You cannot fight an enemy you don't even recognize. You cannot fight an enemy that you refuse to acknowledge. You cannot fight an enemy that you cannot even identify. And that is why for us to be able to pull down the stronghold that the enemy has placed in our heart, we need to first of all recognize what these strongholds are. The question is, what is a stronghold? And I tell you, a stronghold is a place that has been fortified so that it protects against an attack. So a stronghold is neither good nor bad, depending on who is using it. Okay? It's neither good nor bad. But a stronghold is a place that has been fortified so as to protect against an attack. So when an enemy, when the devil builds a stronghold in the life of an individual, say he builds a stronghold of discouragement, or he builds a stronghold of anger, or he builds a stronghold of pride in the life of an individual, what it does is that it surrounds the mind of that individual so that when anything is coming to that person, it stops at the gate of anger. It stops at the gate of loneliness. It stops at the gate of depression. It stops at the gate of it's not able to get through. When the word of God that will do you good is coming, you become so proud that you are not able to receive it. That's what a stronghold is. It cuts you off from the blessings of God. It is a fortified place that protects against an attack. It protects against an incoming, an inflow of the, of the, of the blessings of the Almighty God. That is what a stronghold is. In other words, a stronghold is a fortress, a citadel, like a garrison of an army that is built to withstand a relentless and sustained attack. That is why somebody can be in church for donkey years, hearing the word of God. But because there is a, there is a stronghold of anger, there is a stronghold of unforgiveness, there is a stronghold of depression, when those things are there, you can hear the word of God for as many times as you want. It will not make an impact. Because as soon as it gets there, it falls down. As soon as it gets to that wall, it falls down. 
And until you pull down that particular wall, that is the only time when the word of God can move through. And that is what a stronghold is. A stronghold is like a garrison built to withstand a relentless attack, a sustained attack upon that particular fortress. Strongholds are therefore built to keep the opposition away. And that's why I told you that stronghold is neither good nor bad. If you build a stronghold of the word of God in your hearts, when the enemy comes with doubts, when the enemy comes with fear, when the enemy comes with pride or whatever it comes in, the Bible says that when this when the enemy comes in like a flaw, the spirit of the Almighty God, which is the stronghold that the Lord has built in your heart, will raise up a standard against them. And that's why Jesus was able to tell the devil, say, it is written. Because there's a stronghold of the word of God in his heart. The spirit of the Almighty God is built in defense. So that when the enemy came in with his barrage of accusation, came in with a barrage of temptation. The spirit of the almighty God, the word of God was there to be able to fend them off. So the stronghold is neither good nor bad depending on who is building it. If the Lord God Almighty builds it, you are able to withstand whatever the onslaught of hell. If the enemy builds it, you are not able to stand. That's what it means. So the stronghold is a place that is built to keep away the, to keep the opposition away. But you must understand that strongholds are not just fortified physical structures. Okay? Strongholds are not just fortified physical structures. Strongholds can be ideas. Strongholds can be imaginations. Strongholds can be philosophies. Strongholds can be the worldviews. It can be your belief system that you strongly held that is there that keep out opposing ideas. So just like when you believe that the world is a terrible place, even when you see people who want to help you, because you have built up that idea, because you have that particular mindset, even when people are giving their lives for you, you will not listen. Because you have made up your mind that that is the way you want to see the world. If you believe that women are terrible, no matter how if you see a woman that is doing everything for you, you will find out that you are not able to accept the law. You are not able to accept the care because there is a stronghold that the enemy has built in your life of a particular view of women. As a result, you are not able to accept their love and their mercy and their care that they give to you. So strongholds are not just physical barriers. They are ideas in your head. There are philosophies that you have embraced. There are belief system that you have that, that, that you have subscribed to. There is an imagination that is running in your mind. Those things that are keeping away the very thought and the intention of the Almighty God from being fulfilled in your life. So that's what the stronghold is. Stronghold also can be a pattern of thinking, the way you think. There are people whereby if anything is about to happen, they are always thinking of the negative. You want to bless them, say, ah, soon we'll find out. There's a, there's a catch. It's going, it's going to cause something. It's going to ask for. They never see anything positive. They are always looking at the negative side of things. If things are going to say, I'm only waiting for the time when the shoe will fall off. That's, they are always looking for the difficult, the negative part of things. That is a pattern of thinking. That's a pattern of thinking. If everything is going on very well for them, they got a new job, they got a promotion, they are always afraid. Ah, say it's about to happen. They are going to fire me. They are going to. They start speaking those things into their life. It's a negative thinking. It's a stronghold. It becomes a pattern of thinking that will not allow them to be able to enjoy. It becomes a habit, so that they have this soulish talk talking to them and telling them that they will never be able to amount to anything. That is a stronghold. What is a stronghold? A stronghold can also be a controlling negative emotion. Controlling negative emotion. 
whereby that person goes into a fit of rage. They go into anger. They go into unforgiveness. They shut people out. They cut out each other. They cut out the the outside world from touching them. It's a controlling negative emotion, whereby that is the way they see the world. That is the way they respond to the world. When anything happens to them, they crawl back into their shell. It's a negative emotion. It can be a stronghold. So you see, stronghold is not just physical. It is also emotional. It's also spiritual. And you will see that in our culture today, the most common type of stronghold that you find is the one that the enemy the, the one that the most common stronghold that the enemy uses to enslave people is the stronghold of negative emotion and negative thought patterns. Negative emotion, negative thought pattern. When you interact with people at the place of what you will know that a lot of people are having a lot of problems. You talk to them, you can see that their schema, the way they see life is very, very negative. You will see that they have a lot of pent-up negative emotion. A lot of people are surviving because of the medications that they are on. As soon as you take them off, you will see that the emotions, the negativity, the, the isolation, everything comes to light. Because that is one stronghold that the enemy has succeeded in building in the minds and hearts of men in our society. And that's why the Bible tells us, the book of Proverbs chapter 4, if you read from verse number 23, the Bible says, keep your hearts with all diligence for out of it springs the issue of life say so keep your heart with all diligence for out of it springs the issue it springs the issue of life the question is why why is that why is it necessary for you to keep your heart look at proverbs number 23 verse number 7 the bible says for as a man thinks in his heart so he is in other words the bible is telling us that the direction of your life the way you will walk with the Almighty God, the way you will relate with your fellow man, the way you will interact with your finances, the way you will function is, is everything is a function of what is going on inside your head. If that thing is messed up, your life is messed up. If the disc that is running in your head, the tape that you are playing for yourself, that particular video that you are watching in your mind, if that video is messed up, your life will be messed up. And the enemy's intention is to be able to corrupt that video. Is to be able to mess up that mind. Build up a stronghold of negativity. Build up a, a stronghold of anger. Build up a, a stronghold of pride. Build up whatever stronghold in there that will obstruct the view of the almighty God. So that you are not able to see God. You are not able to see what God has in store for you. You are not able to see the promises of the Almighty God. Because you are looking at this picture that the enemy has painted in your heart. You are not able to move forward. Your walk with the Lord is obscured. Your plan with the Almighty God is destructed. Your relationship with people is scattered. Because the enemy has taken control of the minds. And why it is very important for you to take care of your mind is because, number one, the power that controls or influences your mind, anybody that controls or influences your mind is the one that controls your future. A person who teaches you, who controls the way you think, a person who controls the way you see things, a person who dictates the way you relate to other people, that is the person that controls your future. And that is why if the devil succeeds in building a tower, in building a stronghold in your mind, he succeeds in messing up your future. Because at that point in time, you are married to a very good husband, you are married to a very good wife. 
and the enemy succeed in planting a negative picture of your spouse in your heart. What you find is that you are going to abuse that relationship. What you find is that you are going to mess up that relationship. You are going to take that individual for granted. You are going to destroy the good thing that God has given unto you. And in the process, you will end up doing what? Messing up your future. And that's why the enemy seeks to build stronghold in our mind. By using negative thought and by using that destructive habits. The question is, why are strongholds put in place in the first place? Why does the enemy put that stronghold in place in the first place? What is the purpose of a stronghold? Number one, the purpose of the stronghold is to provide the place of protection. The enemy has taken a position in a life and he doesn't want to be destroyed. He doesn't want to be displaced. He wants to continue to remain in that place. So what he does, he builds a wall around himself so that you cannot get through. Okay? You cannot get through. A stronghold, the purpose of a stronghold, number one is for protection. Number two is a safe place of retreats. In other words, when you are having all this attack, when you are having all this attack and you are listening, you've come to church, you hear the word of the Almighty God, there is a power of the, in the word of God that is about to bring you to salvation. What happens is that the stronghold pulls you back from that place and places you back in the place of defense. So that you are no longer able to hear that word again. You put up that wall and the word that comes to you starts bouncing back. It's no longer touching you. And that's why you see people in a, in a powerful crusade. You see people in the place where the, ministry, where, the, where the word of God is being ministered powerfully. Others are falling down and they are accepting Lord Jesus Christ and they are not moved. Why? Because they have been able to retreat into a safe place. And everything that everybody is saying they are not hearing anymore. They can rationalize it. They can point a finger because they are now behind their safe spots. And that is the same thing that happened to women in relationship or happened to men in relationship because they have been disappointed in one relationship or the other. When they see a man or they see a woman, they say, no, I'm not going to allow myself to be what? To be vulnerable. I'm not going to allow myself to suffer the same mistake. I'm not going to allow myself to, I'm not going to expose myself to that particular abuse that I've suffered in the past. And they paint everybody in the same prayer, in the same role. They retreat into that safe space. And that is the purpose of a stronghold. A place where you are everywhere you are safe from the periods of attack or passive attack. Number three, what is the purpose of a, of a, of a stronghold? The purpose of a stronghold is a place where you provide the base to launch attack. Because that's the place where you go and gather your thoughts. You see that particular individual, they, saw, so they said something to you, you went back home, you thought about it, thought about it, and you waited. And all of a sudden, that person sees you and says, hey, my sister, you are good morning. Say, what is good about the morning? Eh? Is that what you said yesterday? Is it because I walk like this? Is it because I walk like that? Then you begin to wonder what happened. The reason is because they've been able to go back home. They've been able to calculate their move. Now they are launching the attack and they are looking for every opportunity. A stronghold is a place where is a place where you are able to get to retreat, where you are able to regroup and then launch an attack. A stronghold is a place where you preserve your weapon of warfare. Because the enemy builds that stronghold. And keeps your weapon in there. It keeps the weapon of malice. It keeps the weapon of anger. It keeps the weapon of pride. It keeps it there. Ready for you to use whenever you need it. That is what a stronghold is. Most importantly, a stronghold is a place that is built to provide you with leverage. Provide you with leverage. So that you can have access to power, control, and influence. If I'm able to build a stronghold in the life of an individual, and I have access to that stronghold anytime, if I want to mess up that person, all I have to do is access to my stronghold, turn on what I need to turn on, and see that thing happen. And that is why when you see two people who are madly in love, 
They have been in love and everything is going on. Life is going on very, very well. Kuruka, everything is doing well. They are putting food in each other's mouth. They are tickling each other in the right place. Everything is going on very well. All of a sudden, because there is a stronghold of anger in the man, the, man, the woman for some reason cut the slice of uh, cake or whatever they cut and he took a bigger one and gave the man a small one and said, hey, is that how you do this thing? In my father's house, my father eat the biggest meat. And now you're giving me this rubbish. I will deal with you. And all of a sudden, the good relationship that they've enjoyed all along is destroyed. The enemy uses a stronghold as a leverage to be able to control and to influence the life of an individual. That is why strongholds are built. That's why the enemy builds the stronghold. That's why the enemy, the strongholds are important in spiritual warfare. Because if you don't understand them, if you don't understand why they are built, or where they are, or how they function, you will not be able to move forward. And because stronghold gives the enemy the power to control and to influence, when the enemy builds a stronghold of a of anger in the heart of an individual. He uses that anger to control and to reflect the direction of an individual. When the enemy uses the builds a stronghold of anger in the life of in the life of an individual, he uses that anger to be able to destroy the relationship. When the enemy builds a stronghold in the life of an individual, he uses that stronghold to turn the life of that person upside down. Thank you very much for listening to our program today. We invite you to join us every Sunday at 10 a.m. for our Sunday worship service at 2711 Murfreesboro Road in Antioch, Tennessee. We also host Bible study and prayer meetings every Friday at 7 p.m. Visit us online at www.lifelonganointing.com and on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Join us next time for another edition of Fresh Encounter. On behalf of Lifelong Anointing Church, we thank you for listening. Thank you.